With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. All right, it's time to download Nevada's <laughs> premier sports betting. I'm laughing coming back from every break. That's a mall's fault. It is BetMGM. That's the app. That's the site. In-game bettied, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID, and you're ready to bet within minutes. Again, you got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-522-4700 if you have an issue as we welcome you back on a Saturday. It is Easter weekend as we say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the Vista Studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi on vacation, Amal Shaw in. And Amal Shaw was just cursing out a tennis player during the break. Is that fair? I wouldn't say cursing, but I, I was just... Use a... bad language, so that's cursing. So what, did I, what word did I use? Are you acting like you're so sophisticated? And no, above I'm not. I'm not. Not at all. I'm just asking you because I don't recall. <laughs> you, you want me to say it right now? Yeah, Broadcast across yeah. the country. I will not do that. I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be dragged down to your level. Hey, by the way, you <laughs> were just like, talking. <laughs> so those that don't know, I'm all super sharp when it comes to tennis. We were talking about kind of the differences as we get to playoff basketball, where you actually have something that's less nebulous and you can bet into motivation. Everybody's equal. What would you say are your favorite sports to bet? You love soccer, but you don't bet it because yeah. you're a loser in that sport. <laughs> I very well said. I said, very, what, you, very I said what you told no, me during the break. Absolutely accurate. Yes. Tennis is a sport. Tennis, I bet I do really well with that, particularly on the women's side. I think it's one of the easiest sports in the world to bet college basketball. Then, and, and then of course, college football. Those are the three. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the Pelicans uh, punched their playoff ticket, the late knockout of the Clippers last night. You mentioned we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Ingram showed up. The bench showed up for the Pelicans and Young and the Hawks. It's interesting with the Hawks quickly, and they're going to be big-time dogs against Miami in the East. But you notice they closed out the regular season 7-3. and three. They kind of feel like they have that swag that they had in the postseason last year where they you know, pushed Milwaukee to six games in the Eastern Conference Finals. And also they have DeAndre Hunter back this year. Remember, he only played five, and I think they were against the Knicks. But Hunter, who's a tremendous defensive player, the kid out of Virginia, and also can get him points offensively. You know, the Hawks, you know, not necessarily saying they're going to beat the Heat, uh, but it wouldn't be the craziest thing. Like if the Pelicans beat Phoenix, now that would be insane. But if the Hawks all of a sudden showed up with that swagger they had last year in the postseason and beat the Heat, would you be shocked? I would not. Uh, the, have you ever seen a one seed be disrespected more than the Miami well, Heat? Well, because it's Jimmy Butler and he's fraudulent and he's fighting Ooh. his head coach. Fair? Yeah, your assessment is fair in terms of I think there, I think there is I, I just, systemically. I think that what I, I, I said that crassly. I think systemically there is something going on with that Heat team. You know, they talk Heat culture. Yeah. I think the culture is upside down right now. Well, that's fair. I like Butler's intensity. I think he brings a level of uh, competitiveness that a lot of teams just lack in terms of their locker room. By the way, Steven, you didn't tell me I would need a thesaurus on this show. Oh, thank you, Amal. I think that's a compliment. It is 100% and a compliment. And, and I'm not surprised that all you're the contrarian, just like Josh. I'm not surprised that I just knocked the heat. And you're like, you know what? I like Jimmy Butler. No, I really do because I think he's an intense competitor. I don't know if he's necessarily a top 20 player. No, he's not. Okay, fair enough. I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, and to me, I, I want guys, they don't have to have elite skills, but they have to have competitive greatness. And I think Jimmy Butler brings that to the table. I just think, ask him. 
He's like me. <laughs> he doesn't know what letter of the word now, humility I starts probably, with. I cut him short there. You're probably right. He, he probably is a top 20 player somewhere in that. No, age. even if you don't agree with that, that's fine. I'm not a problem with that assessment. But I think the competitiveness is what elevates him. Because I think from a talent standpoint, he's not the guy you're picking in the top 50. Right. But what he brings from a, just an overall competition point of view. Series price, the Heat are a $3 favorite. Is that fair? Over the Hawks? No, I think it's a little bit high. You do? Yeah, I think Atlanta's capable. Remember last year they went to the conference finals. Trey Young, I, I tell you what, I remember watching him at Oklahoma and everyone's saying top five pick. I couldn't understand it because he's he's smaller and it's it just amazing what he's able to do. The only thing I don't like in Trey Young is like when I see him waving bye to the fans, you don't need to do that. You already won the game. You, Move don't, on. you don't like the swagger. He has exceeded my expectations as well. Oh, you mine know, too. What's crazy about him is he can be off from the field, yeah. but he demands so much attention and he's an elite passer. So he demands so much attention. You just saw a great dish right there that he makes his team better. If it was anybody else, I would have said, hey, maybe you were listening to what I said yesterday, but there's zero chance you were listening to odds on yesterday. No offense, but <laughs> none taken. <laughs> I am none taken. Um, but to me, that's one of the things I uh, pointed out about Trey Young. This guy is an elite, uh, I didn't say passer, but in terms of getting guys involved offensively, yeah. really a great facilitator. We think about him as a scorer and what he was able to do last night in the second half, but he is an absolute difference maker. Yeah, he seems like he'd be fun to play with. Yeah, absolutely. And the Hawks are kind of bubbling at the right time. Um, now, take a look at that's tomorrow. A quick turnaround. You know, one of the things you also have to think about when you're betting the postseason is you're not going to have scheduling advantage. Is scheduling advantages across the board. So that's just thinking about, you know, kind of equaling the playing field. Uh, just quickly, uh, the Hawks at Heat tomorrow open six. It's sitting six with the Heat laying it. No surprise there, Amal. Yeah, none whatsoever. I think the number's right where it should be. I thought it might have been five or five and a half, but, you know, the six is uh, not that far off. It's going to be an interesting series. You mentioned it in terms of some of the issues right now, potentially with this team uh, internally. Let's see how that plays out. But when you look at the Eastern Conference, I think there's four to five teams potentially. I don't believe they'll, they'll really be strong contenders at the end. But I don't think it would come as a shock or surprise if several other teams emerged. Obviously, the Bucks are the favorite yeah. to come out of the East. Right, I'm so. guessing they're your favorite as well. In fact, most believe we're going to see the Suns-Bucks rematch, which was a great finals. Remember, the Suns won those first two. Then it was a sweep from then on for the Bucks. So you just brought up the East, and I want to get to Toronto and Philadelphia but after the Bucks, two and three, as far as the Amal Shaw rankings would be whom for teams? Well, I, I was very late to the party on the Phoenix Suns. I was not a believer. Eastern Conference. Oh, I'm sorry. After okay. the Bucks. But, I'm sorry. Um, you know, to me, I, I look at probably, I think Boston has to be given They've strong. Been on. Yeah. Uh, they have played really well the last couple of months. And if Williams comes back, particularly later in this series, I think it helps them if they're able to move on against Brooklyn. Are you a believer in Philly? So I'll give you the series price. The 76ers are minus 180 favorite over Toronto. Raptors coming back the other way, plus 150 today. They open up that series in Philly. Philly open a four and a half point favorite. It's been bet up to five. The numbers come down a little bit, 217 and a half down to 216. I'll just start with an overview. Then we'll get to specifics of all. Are you a believer in Philly? No, I am not. I was trying to be, but I think the fact that uh, this team just with James Harden, I'm not a big Harden guy. He's an elite scorer and beats terrific. I, I still think what Simmons brought to the table for them will be missed in the playoffs. Thibel not being able to play potentially in three games in Toronto. Best perimeter defender. Look, I loved him when he was at UW. I thought he was an elite level defender then. And we saw him win Pac-12 defensive player of the year. He's an elite defender in the NBA. Um, it really is a huge blow for this team because we talked about it earlier, Patrick. It's hard to find guys that want to go out and defend you. And I think he's the guy that's willing to do that. An unselfish player doesn't need to score the basketball. Probably can't score the basketball should be the more accurate statement. But the reality of it is I think Toronto's got a great shot. Very balanced. Five guys who average better than 15 points a game. And if you're buying stock in a young player, give me Scotty Barnes. I, I loved oh, him coming out of Florida him. State. Remember, played at Monteverde Academy in Florida there with Cade Cunningham. 6'9", can do it all. He's a guy that can guard one through four, really can be a difference maker on both ends of the floor. Uh, Raptors uh, season series 3-1 over 
the Philadelphia 76ers last on April 7th at Toronto, 119-114 win for Toronto. So this is a, a team built on the perimeter, and Anobi's coming back as well. You mentioned Scotty Barnes, whether he has the ball or he doesn't, he impacts the game. They won 14 of 18 down the stretch, the Raptors, and they have a huge advantage in head coach. Yeah, I, I would completely. Nick Nurse is a big advantage in game against Doc Rivers. Yeah, by the way, I forgot who said it on air. It, it was on one of those ESPN shows. They go, Doc Rivers is a top 20 coach. Obviously, they were only putting 10 guys in that list all time. Top, wait, somebody said top 20 all time for Doc? Yes, I was like, obviously a relative. Maybe you should tune into VEASAN and not watch the other network. That's fair. Don't say anything. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> so I just mentioned Toronto, who are almost, it's they're an awkward team to play just because of the parts they have. It's like, they're so frenetic. And one thing I will say, these are two teams that are slow as far as pace. However, in transition, Toronto is awesome. Transition defense has been horrible for the 76ers, dead last in the NBA this year. If they get out and run, I think they can take advantage of this team defensively. That's why I love doing the show with you, your knowledge and your depth uh, of NBA oh, and across all sports. Tell me more. I, I will a little bit later on. But in, in terms of this Toronto team, I think the point you make is extremely well made in the sense that Look at the top. Nick Nurse is a guy that's kind of had to battle to get a job in terms of head coaching in the NBA. He's done a tremendous job. Fred Van Vliet, an afterthought, plays at Wichita State. Pascal Siakam, a guy. Where's, I think he's, uh, is he, um, I forgot where he's from, Cameroon? or is, is he, he from, Femi? I, Siakam. I think he's either Cameroonian or uh, Senegal. He's not Senegalese, but um, to me. Maybe Senegal. Yeah, um, I think. You know, you look at the guys. Cam okay, Cameroon. Okay, was right the first time. Okay, fair enough. The, um, you look at these guys, they've all kind of had to work to who they are. Scotty Barnes is the only guy that they have that you would look at and say, hey, this is a five-star guy in high school and college to the NBA. OG Ananobo uh, out of Indiana, guys kind of had to battle to stay in his position. You've had a lot of hard workers, and I think that helps the team. Because when you look at Luka, my biggest criticism with Luka is not only he's not a good defender, but when, you, when he misses a shot, every time he got fouled, and he's arguing with the official, and you're playing five-on-four on defense, or four-on-five. And to me, with this Toronto team, it's a collective effort. And what they've been able to do, it's really been impressive. And I love the Fred Van, B uh, Van Fleet uh, quote. He goes, we got Nikki Nurse if, we, if plan A doesn't work out. So I think Philly fans and Michael Lombardi might think we're disrespecting Philly because let's be fair. They do have the best player in this series. They do have home court. And they've got with Embiid and Harden guys that live at the free throw line. So if it does come down to free throws, that's those two have been awesome. Harden's got more career made free throws than he does made field goals. I mean, that tells you all you need to know about James Harden, but in terms of how effective they are, they're, they're correct in terms of guys getting to the free throw line and what they're able to do. Um, it, it's really impressive. But to me, the one thing I would point out, this team has not been able to deliver. I know they lost that one to Toronto was close. Toronto win the series? I, I think so. I really? Yeah. So a good price coming back the other yeah. way on Toronto at plus 150. Coming up next, Denver and Golden State. That's the late tip tonight. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, 
business and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. <laughs> Express my first bet. Get in on all the horse racing action today. It's a great card across the country. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Receive 10 bucks instantly and up to $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. In about 12 minutes, our good buddy Thomas Gable is going to join us from Atlantic City and the Borgata. This is the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Amal Shaw. Michael Lombardi on a vacation, which is well-deserved. You know, I was reading a book recently, and they were talking about the qualities a president must have, and the most important quality is temperament. You know, staying in your shoes, being able to deal with the variables thrown at you. I ask you, I say that because, and I parlay that into a question, what, do, what would you say the qualities a professional better must encompass? Because I said you're not agreeable during the break. We were having a little fun, but I think that adds to your success as a better long-term. Well, I think temperament is singular most important, right? Being able to handle losses. I don't think picking winners is that difficult. The question is, how do you respond after a loss? Or how do you respond if you're doing well? Are you willing to raise up your stakes and press your bets when you think you've got a good spot? I think people become more fearful the larger the denominations become. And I think that's critical in terms of how you approach it. Do you put a limit on your betting or are you betting specific units from bet to bet? Or will you press? I, I will press. See, I, I'm not a big fan of the units because to me, Max Scherzer pitching in 2017 is not the same as, you know, police sack of the Indians going on the bump. I, I think there's different scenarios. So you can't sit there. For me, it's, it's not the same scenario. I always use the two best bets I've ever seen in my life. Floyd Mayweather fighting against um, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is the best uh, one ever. And then the other one is when Miami played Nebraska, seven and a half in the Rose Bowl in 2001. They're not the same bets as everything else. So why would you sit there and take a much more conservative approach when you're, if you're extremely confident one side or the, over the other? So temperament for a better, yeah. but also the ability to think outside the box and differently, right? Because Absolutely. If you're following the herd, you're doing something wrong. I, I would agree with that. Or you can just go on Twitter and follow the other 20,000 knuckleheads. That's fair enough as well. By the way, Plesak and Rodon, that was an audit, that was a under yesterday. Open eight and a half, close seven and a half in Cleveland. We yeah. won't go there right now. <laughs> the series price on the Warriors Nuggets, of course, no Murray, no Porter Jr., we think, as far as the Nuggets are concerned, specifically with Murray, there were questions. It doesn't look like he's going to play. The Warriors, Steph, is going to play tonight. Now, he's going to be limited as far as minutes. Kerr has already said that. The Warriors are a minus 250 favorite on the series. Coming back the other way with the MVP. Two-time back-to-back MVP. He will win the MVP, and that's Jokic at plus 215. This is the late tip, so it's 830 your time on the East, 530 for Amal and I here in Vegas. The Nuggets Warriors open Warriors five has been bet up to six and a half. That's off the Steph news. I will caution you. I don't think he's going to play a ton of minutes here. No, he's not, but it'll be interesting. He'll give them a lift. He'll give them energy when he gets back into that lineup. I don't like the six and a half with the Warriors here. I'd be apt to take Denver. You mentioned Jokic. Uh, I was just thinking about this in the state of Colorado. You kind of get slighted because you're in the mountain time zone, most difficult time zone from a sports perspective. Think about some of the athletes that have been through the state of Colorado in the last 40 years. John Elway, Patrick Waugh, Nikolai Jokic. This guy's going to be an all-timer. I mean, th- this he guy. He runs point, Amal. He, he can do it all. And by the way, he's already in my all-time top 10 favorite players just for nailing Morris. I mean, that alone <laughs> made him a top 10 in my book immediately. Well, you know, you get these guys who try and take cheap shots and nobody retaliates. I love the retaliation by him. That, that was so well-deserved. I was so happy to see him out for three months. But this guy, in terms of what he can do, Jamal Murray, if he's willing to long-term accept the role of being the number two because he's never going to be Batman, if he's willing to be Robin and with Porter, 
This team has got a nucleus to win. Stan Kroenke, uh, the owner there, has enough money that if they have to exceed and pay luxury tax, do, uh, do it. You got a great support there in the state of Colorado. Great fans across the board. Yep. This city deserves a winning program. And I don't know if they're going to get through this series. I don't think they will, but I think they're going to be extremely competitive. And remember the one other thing, Patrick, won't be as much of a factor because the amount of time you alluded to, we have often between games, but the altitude during the regular season plays a factor in the second half of games. You see it at CU at the uh, event center. You see it at Folsom field. You see it here uh, or at Invesco when the Broncos play. Something just to pay attention to a little bit when you're facing off against the Nuggets, and we'll see how the Warriors adjust to that. Nuggets took the season series them all 3-1. to No Draymond in all four, which mm -hmm. is important as far as defense. Even if he slipped a little bit, he still matters to that team. We've got stats for Jokic against the Warriors. I'll give them the last two years. Almost 26 points per, almost 14 rebounds per, and almost nine assists per. Those are made-up numbers, but they're real. Yeah, I tell you, if you're trying to be a first-team All-NBA with Giannis in this league, with the Joker here, I mean, you look at potentially some of the other young guys coming up. I mean, this is a tough, tough league to make first-team All-NBA. I have a question for you, and I'm not going to answer it, and this is not a trick question. Steph, Clay, and Draymond played in how many games together this year? Uh, I'm going to say four. One. One, okay. That's it, and they're going to be get together tonight. I do think, look, the Warriors' number – has remember they were one of your favorites early on yeah. and that numbers kind of it, it, it's gone the other way I will say it does feel like you know they had so much success for so many consecutive years that there is an extra added angle emotionally like the idea that they're not thought of as they were three years ago I think that adds something to Steph Clay and Draymond that core I would agree with you you're talking about from a motivation standpoint yeah though, absolutely right? yeah I, I would agree with that however you got to give Phoenix a ton of credit. And look, I wasn't buying into the Suns. What I didn't understand with Chris Paul is how come he doesn't get more uh, respect in the MVP conversation. Booker is an elite top 10 player in the league. Uh, but to me, I think Paul gets forgotten a little bit. Bridge is one of five guys in the NBA to play 82 games this year, led the league in minutes played. He's been tremendous. I, I love guys out of the Jay Wright system. They're just so fundamentally oh, sound. You yeah. mentioned Jalen Brunson earlier. Uh, but I, I think the Warriors are a good team. But I don't know, unless they shoot the ball on an elite level, if they could potentially get through Phoenix if it was the, uh, the matchup in the conference finals. What's weird is you have to kind of recalibrate your mind when talking about the Warriors because defensively, that's where they shine, yeah. whether they're first or second in efficiency defensively-wise with the Celtics. You can quibble with that, but they are an under team. They're your third best under team this year at 45, 35, and 2 to the under. They're a great under team at home. It's kind of like with... You know, for casual betters, if I told you the Mavs right now, you'd think over team. They were the under team this year. And when we talk about a team that's revolutionized the offensive game of basketball, and that being Steph and the Warriors, they're a great defensive team. Yeah. So sometimes you have to take those notions that are readily right there, and you have to recalibrate, and that's what's happening with the Warriors. By the way, the Nuggets have been an over team this year, but the Nuggets in their last eight against the Warriors are just 2-5-1 and one ATS and and they will miss Murray and will miss Porter Jr., of course. Yeah, th those are huge blows because of what they could do offensively. I think Porter Jr. has got a real opportunity to be a elite player in this league because of his size. He can stretch the ball out to the three-point line, really makes a difference. Unfortunately, you go back to his days in, in Como, he dealt with injuries throughout, so hopefully he can stay healthy. He defends about as much as Donkic, though. Well, I listen, part of the problem is it depends internally with guys. Do they want to be great, right? Like – does Porter Jr. want to be an elite player? To me, he's the guy who should be an elite defender with his length and what he can do. Yep. He, he should be a guy who's an elite defender, and that's why I have a ton of respect for Jaron Jackson. Number four pick, he can sit there and say, I'm going to get 20 a night, but he plays defense. Yeah, no, that's well put. Now, they don't have an answer for Jokic, and nobody is going to. But again, without somebody running a pure point for them, I do worry about them in the series, but it sounds like today you have, you feel like the Nuggets are being a little undervalued here, catching six and a half. I think they're a team that just plays and competes because of their leader in, in the Joker. Good coach, too. Yeah. And and to me, I, I think this is a team that's dangerous. Um, the Warriors, uh, do you, would you say they have the best home court advantage in the NBA in terms of the way the crowd rises up based on Clay and Steph? I think you're going to see Memphis rival it in this postseason. Sure. But overall, your assessment is correct. They do have the best home court.
I think, you know, Steph, when you watch him shoot, uh, there's never been a shooter that can energize a crowd the way he can. I mean, when you watch him just release the basketball, everybody gets excited. He's one of the few players probably you've ever seen that you're shocked when the sh- when the shot misses. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's he's so, so, good. It's yeah. so pure. It's, uh, I mean, it's just so much fun to watch. Watching a guy shoot, you never thought it could be that exciting. The total has dipped a little bit. I talked about the Warriors being an under team. The Nuggets, a little bit more of an over team here, but 225 and a half down to 223. I'm taking a look at the splits over at BetMGM from John Ewing. Uh, right now, the Warriors, uh, six, 53% of the bets kind of split there, 65% of the handle. Okay, so it makes sense that they've jumped up to six and a half, but the total betting is completely split. Do you have a lean on 223 in this game? I do not. Uh, play I'll stay away from. But again, Patrick, I'll be looking for numbers that are several points above the original and then hope the team, you know, perfect example in the Hawks game last night. Uh, the Hawks were down 14, but they were minus 18 beyond the arc in the second quarter because uh, Cleveland had made seven three-pointers to the one for the Atlanta Hawks. Warriors championship odds, I'll get those to you. Do you consider them legit as Steph comes back from this injury as far as a championship? I, I think so. I think they're the one of the two teams in the Western Conference that can come out of that side but also win it. I don't think Memphis can come out of there. Do you promise to be nice to Thomas Gable because he's a friend of mine? I like Thomas. Thomas has, listen, his depth of knowledge on college basketball automatically garners respect. (laughs) You and him, I always say that. Amal and Thomas Gable, to me, are the two best college basketball cappers uh, that I know. We're coming back with Thomas Gable from the Borgata here on the Lombardi Line. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. NFL draft less than two weeks away, right here in Vegas, and we've got you covered on VSEN. Of course, Matt Humans mock drafts. Michael Lombardi, former NFL GM, is going to give his analysis. Mike Pritchard was a first-round pick. The gentleman, he's going to help you out. Sean King, Super Bowl-winning champ. Insights across the board. Legendary sports broadcaster, and of course, voice of the Raiders, Brent Musburger. It's going to give you his best bets and our NFL Draft betting guide. You can sign up now to get full access to VSIN through the NFL Draft for only 19 bucks. It's vsin.com slash draft. When you do sign up, by the way, I just want to mention, when you sign up for the draft guide, you get the MLB preview, which is important for the 19 bucks. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned Mike Pritchard, obviously former first-round pick out of Colorado. When you look up the word class in the dictionary, there's a photo of two people. One is Mike Pritchard and the other guy you know, Vinny Maiulo. Fair. You wouldn't throw Femi in the mix? No, not yet. Okay. Uh, I would throw Thomas Gable in that mix as we head out to Atlantic City in the Borgata. This has been an amazing hour and a half. I just have to say that. Uh, Thomas Gable, of course, runs the race and sports book at the best book and casino <laughs> on the East Coast. He joins us now. Hey, be careful, TG. You're, uh, Amal Shaw is here. I just want to warn you, okay? Uh, listen, I love them all. I respect him a lot. Super sharp and, and entertaining. I just need to know, did he pull the short straw with Mike Palm as to why he got to fill in for Michael today? Oh, no, 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 no. This was a voluntary assignment. Are you kidding me? When you get to work with the head of the FBI, when they call you up and it's Jay Edgar, you're coming in to work. And I'm Jay Edgar in that scenario? <laughs> yeah, oh, I've given you respect. Yes, you do. And Absolutely. I appreciate you for it. I would not want to be on your bad side. TG, overall, it's going to be a crazy day at the Borgata. We got UFC, you got a a fight card, you've got basketball, you've got obviously baseball, 15 games today. It's going to be a busy day at the Borgata. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fight night uh, for UFC tonight. And then, uh, yeah, as you said, full slate for uh, NHL has a lot, big slate today, too. And uh, Major League Baseball, yeah, but the uh, the playoffs obviously are garnering the the most attention uh, from the betters and. no surprise with that. How, we talked about the difference from betting the regular season where you're betting into kind of nebulous vari- variables with the NBA and the betting the postseason. Thomas, w- advice to the better as far as betting the postseason as compared to betting the NBA regular season. Well, you get to know who's playing. That's the, that's <laughs> that's the best fair. part for, yes. <laughs> for, the, for the better. Good place to start. You know, you know who's playing. And, and that's, I mean, that's a, seriously, I mean, that's been the knock that you hear from at least the casual betters who, you know, I mean, let's face it, they make up the biggest part of this business. Um, and, you know, if you're betting earlier coming in the morning or, you know, even early afternoon here to, to place your wagers, uh, and then, you know, the line moves against you because, you know, 
somebody's sitting out for load management or for rest, it, you know, it's not a fun experience for them. And so that's you get that complaint all the time from betters when it comes to the regular season of the NBA. Uh, it turns a lot of people off. So at least now in the playoffs, they know, hey, these these guys are going to try. There's actually going to be defense played in these games. Um, and, you know, you saw that in playing games with uh, every game going under the total there. The defense uh, gets ramped up. The, the Just the teams are actually trying, and you know you're going to get a full effort from everybody. And that's very important uh, when you're putting your money down. Thomas makes an excellent point there. Like most of the NBA players, I want to sit out the NBA line of questioning. I want to go to something more intriguing. Thomas, tell a little bit, people a little bit about your background because I do a lot of speaking at colleges, and the one thing that intrigues me is so many people want to work behind the counter. Now, you're an incredibly sharp handicapper. You really have an understanding of the betting markets, but in terms of how did you get to the side where you're always winning six out of seven days of the week? <laughs> I, you, you just you do it over a length of time. You know, you start when you're young, as I'm sure you guys have uh, have done. Uh, if you're betting sports, uh, you know, starting at a young age. You know, I I started betting through through horse racing. That's where I got my start, really, as a kid, being taken to the track. So, um, you know, and then you kind of graduate into sports, and you know, it's listen. You, there's a long losing period till you till you learn and you pick things up from people who are smarter than you, and uh, you, you know you you learn. There's many different ways to handicap, many different ways uh, to be successful, and uh, it's just but it's a lot of work and a lot of time consuming. But uh, it, it takes years. You don't just jump into this and uh, expect to win right away. I think he brings up some great points. And by the way, uh, in terms of Thomas had tremendous success, obviously he's the director there at the race and sports book at the Borgata. But Patrick, one element he didn't mention, which him and Carl Johnson both have, which in any industry is very important, being likable. Oh, yeah. Right. And Thomas and Carl, one of the reasons we enjoy with them coming on is just their personalities. Obviously, they have immense knowledge, but likability is a huge factor. In when, you're putting, when you're putting limits on bets and dealing <laughs> with players and sports bettors can be an unruly type. Yeah. Thomas Gable is the perfect face for it. Um, you mentioned in a lot of trial and error as, as for better. So don't get discouraged for new betters joining us here on the Lombardi line. And, and by the way, Thomas, and we'll get to the basketball. Would you say the tournament this year, NCAA and college hoops was about as good as it gets for the book? I blew him away with my question. There, you, Guys, got, are you there? Yeah, you, you broke up a little Sorry, bit. Sorry, Patrick, you cut out there. I, yeah, I was going to ask you about the tournament because I, I joked that you're one of the top 10 richest guys in Jersey after the tournament. <laughs> oh, for the NCAA yeah, tournament? Yeah, but let's be honest. That was a windfall for the books. Let's put Thomas on hold for a second, and we'll get his connection squared away. They killed it at the books during the tournament this year. I, You know, I wasn't aware of that, but not surprised we saw some of the teams come through. You know what's interesting? You mentioned that. The one question I asked was, when Murray State played St. Peter's, I thought the line was too high at 8, 8.5 because Murray State plays in a worse league in the OVC than the Metro Atlantic. But then when Carolina played St. Peter's, how could they be the same line? So you're telling me Carolina and Murray State on a neutral court were the same line? No. That made zero sense to me. It was one of those lines where I said, this is an easy play in Carolina. They end up winning by what? Murray 19, State's 20. moving to the Missouri Valley, aren't they? They are moving, but I'm saying, you know, coming uh, in. It's 100%, 100%, yeah. 100%. I totally agree with the theory. Okay, we just have four minutes, so I'm going to move on to the games with Thomas Gable as we welcome Thomas from the Borgata back. Utah and Dallas, where'd you open and where are you sitting with the Luka news? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously Luka means everything to this number here for the Mavs. Uh, the Mavs actually open as a point favorite. And now the line is jazzling five and a half. And the, the total is where the big move, you've seen this, uh, 217.5, now down to 208.5. And, and that's pretty much where you see the market. Most everybody's 208, 208.5 uh, on the screen. But um, this is a game now where I think the total has dropped to a point where I would not bet this pre flop on the under. I, I think you almost have to kind of wait to see, maybe even get it in game, but I, I wouldn't be betting this under at uh, two, eight and a half. We were at two Oh nine and a half. I just moved this another point. Uh, took a $20,000 wager from somebody who we respect on, uh, on NBA totals. And, you know, he took the two Oh nine and a half under. So uh, moved it down another full point. So it's, 
but now it's it's just gotten really really low for an NBA game. Even two teams though that traditionally do play under, and the Mavs, who I will say at least they play defense during the regular season. But you know, um, Luca means obviously everything to this uh, to this number and to the series price as well. Uh, Jazz uh, minus three twenty five to win the series here uh, before it gets underway. The percentages seem to be on Memphis at home opening the series against Minnesota, yet I got an opener of seven down to six and a half. Is that the same there at the Borgata? I actually opened a six and a half, and that's where we are now. Um, I'm sure some places did open seven. Uh, this total, as this one has moved up. This is a total that has actually ticked up. We, we opened a 234 and a half, now up to 237, 237 and a half. Uh, is what you're seeing. You're even seeing some 238s around as well. So uh, this is a game where, you know, obviously these two teams can score and can score in bunches. So not surprised there on the on the move up um, for the total in this one because it kind of bucking the trend of all these other games where you're seeing the totals drop. Thomas, we have about a minute, minute and a half left here. Uh, Eastern Conference, wide open, but Patrick and I both believe it's going to be Milwaukee. If it's not the Bucks, who do you believe would be the team to come out of there? It's a great question. I think, one, you know, nobody's talking about the Miami Heat, even though they're the number one seed. It's, it's kind of weird to have the number one seed uh, be ignored like they, they've been. Um, you know, Boston, obviously, with the way they've been playing uh, in the last month or two, it's hard to ignore them. Um, so, I mean, I'm with you that the Bucks, I think, are the rightful favorite, but I think the, the teams that uh, could challenge them the most, I think, would probably be Boston, uh, potentially the Heat as well. But there seems to be something maybe missing there with the Heat. But uh, we've seen it before with the Bucks last year. I mean, Giannis, if a series needs to be taken over, Giannis is capable of doing that. Ten seconds. Give me a play today, Thomas. I won't call it a Des Moines play, but give me a play. Oh. Um, I would actually, uh, I'd like the Nuggets plus the six and a half in the late game tonight. As does Amal Shaw. You two oh. are on it, so I'll get on it as well. Director of the Race and Sportsbook over at the Borgata. He's our partner, Thomas Gable. Thomas, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day. Good luck. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. There he goes. Good questions, Amal Shaw. Thanks. She said it like you're surprised. <laughs> Did I say it with a question mark? <laughs> well, I don't know. With you, I figured it was rhetorical. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming back. Kyler Murray scrubbed his social, put him back up, scrubbed it again. We'll get them all's take next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast 
on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, you've got your credit card and you get points and then you fly across the world. Well, MGM is hooking you up with redeemable wager points. You can use them online, convert into comps at MGM Resorts nationwide. It's a great loyalty program BetMGM is offering. So get involved. Every time you bet, you're going to earn points. It's a great program. 21 years or older, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Looks like it's going to be Femi and my guy Jeff Parles coming up right after us here on the Lombardi line as we welcome you back. We're presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from, as you see behind me, the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi on vacation. Amal Shaw is here, and it has been a scorching hour and 45 minutes, to say the least. Would you like to relay to the audience the Jim Beheim poker story you just told during the break? Oh, I was just saying, you know, one time I was playing with him at the win. He calls me all the way down with Ace King, and I raised my standard deuce four. And uh, I, I ping the deuce, and all of a sudden he calls me down. And after I beat him in the hand, he donks off a K to me. And I say, wow, you play poker as well as you schedule, huh? <laughs> I mean, you're calling with 2-4? No, you I said? raise with deuce 4. Okay. That's uh, sharp playing there. <laughs> <laughs> it, is when you know the, it is when you know the other guy's range. <laughs> 100%. Deuce, we, that's the nickname now. Deuce 4. Yeah, deuce 4, yeah. <laughs> okay, so quickly, a couple things. One, they're reporting that Simmons is practicing. I have no clue. Jeff and, of course, Femi will have more news. To me, there are, and I want to get to Kyler, but to me, there are, you know, five names or so. Robert Williams is a huge name for yep. the Celtics. Will he or won't he in the first round? Luca, is yep. he going to come back game two or game three? We know he's not playing tonight. Steph, does the injury hold up because he's going to be limited? And then Ben Simmons, you put it perfectly, framed it perfectly earlier today. Just the ability to defend, throw him at Tatum, and have somebody out there defending would be huge for the Nets. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go back quickly to Luca's scenario. If he doesn't play in game two, Patrick, we may not be in a scenario where we come back to Dallas. This thing could be over potentially in four games, even if he's able to play in Salt Lake. So crucial in terms of how the Mavericks are able to uh, fare in this postseason. I think Williams, if he can come back, as long as he can get back, say by game four, I, I think that helps Boston immensely. This team is extremely dangerous, but having a rim protector, a guy that can really do the little things for you makes a difference. Uh, these injuries are crucial. And then getting back to Ben Simmons, you know, look, I had a friend of mine who coaches college basketball tell me he thought Ben Simmons was the second best high school player he'd ever seen or he had recruited behind, um, obviously, LeBron James. But I, I look at Ben Simmons, grew up in Australia. Remember, he, you know, the city of Melbourne has had three number one overall picks born there. Andrew Bogut, Ky Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. That's good trivia yeah. nugget. And so, four. and so you look at this guy in terms of Simmons when you look at culturally in terms of how Aussies are, I, I don't know. It's not a criticism. I just feel like he lacks that intensity. Like to me, totally. I, I had a scout tell me, and this was a great point. He goes, the reason why I wouldn't take Ben Simmons number one overall, he goes, if you're the first overall pick, you should have been able to get LSU to an NCAA tournament. Any number one overall pick is going to get you an NCAA tournament. He couldn't do it. I'll say this. I think Bancaro <laughs> coming out of Duke is Ben Simmons with a jump shot. I would not take... I like Jabari's jump shot better. Ben Carroll's a tremendous player. The guy that I would take number one is going to surprise you. Jaden Ivey. You got it. Great call, Patrick Meyer. Well, you talked about him earlier today. Yeah. And a guy that you have a ton of respect for is Kyler Murray. NFC West odds on the board right now. Plus 140 on the Rams. The champs, 49ers with your boy, Trey Lance, plus 165. The cards are three and a half to one to win that division. They were eight and a half on the win total last year. Won 11 games. Remember, 7-0 and start, fell apart late. Kingsbury's a terrible coach. We know this. That's what his teams do back to Texas Tech. Win total set at nine. I bring it up because Kyler, less than two two weeks to go to the draft is asking using leverage. Really? He's been uneven, but he is a franchise quarterback. He is that franchise and he's trying to use leverage with two years left on his rookie deal to get a new deal. Yeah, I think it's a little bit early. And if you're Arizona, you can't commit to that right now because you may handicap yourself with a salary cap going forward. I'm a big Kyler Murray fan. He's from the DFW area. Greatest high school player in the state of Texas, in my opinion, ever went 41 and 0, won three state titles. But here's the thing. Can he stay healthy for 17 games? Also, look at last year in September and October, we're talking MVP, he falls off the map. You bring up a great point that he's a franchise quarterback, but can you win with him 
without surrounding him with great talent? That's the question mark. How much of that do you put on Kingsbury, though? I mean, maybe I'm stretching it by saying terrible, but year after year, his team's depreciated at Texas Tech. And these past two seasons, the Cardinals have fallen apart down, down the stretch, obviously. They lost their last five at home last year. No, listen, you get no argument from me there on Kingsbury. I don't know why Steve Kime and company decided to extend him. It didn't make any sense to me. I, I just don't think he's going to lead you to where you want to go. And great opportunity right now if you look in the NFC West. Seattle's down. Uh, San Francisco has got question marks surrounding the quarterback situation. Uh, Trey Lance is definitely not my boy, as you referenced, because we know Jimmy G's not either. So, And the Rams, you and I, both of us, picked them to win the NFC before the season right. started. Uh, they add Bobby Wagner, which... I don't know. Maybe scouts have a better assessment of why people are not valuing Bobby Wagner as much, but an older Von Miller. Maybe Bond can get guys on the team. Molly, the Bobby Wagner can't. I have no oh, idea. A Molly blast on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this is incredible. What, it really people is. are probably using Molly on Friday and Saturday At least night. You didn't say it on Easter tomorrow. My goodness. Sorry, mom. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Allen Robinson's a big get for them. He's huge. I, I love the acquisition of Robinson underrated. You know, Played at a college where they haven't had a quarterback since Kerry Collins at Penn State, so it makes sense why we realize he's a better pro than he was in college. But to me, the NFC West is there for the taking. Why not go get yourself a coach who can make a difference? I thought the loss of Chandler Jones is big. I really like him in terms of what he can do. I think a great acquisition by the Raiders. But can Murray and company put it together to make a run in a division that's winnable? Um, I, I think it's there for the taking. You completely mitigate him when you, he can't run. I mean, just to be fair, he, he's not a pocket passer, and he struggles. And it's not just because of the size, Yeah, uh, in my estimation. I, again, you it's interesting. I thought you were going to go the other way with Murray because of how much you lauded him in high school. Yeah. But you're now questioning whether or not he is a franchise quarterback. Well, high school, college, every level you move up, it's more competitive. And I think the challenge in the NFL, and we had uh, Femi and I had Bill Polian on one day, and I thought he made the greatest comment I've heard about the NFL. Because, look, and the singular most important thing for a quarterback is accuracy. And that's why there are certain guys that even if they don't have the mobility, arm strength, whatever, give me accuracy. I'll take that all day over guys that are errant on throws. Talking to Napoleon, did you bring up Lamar Jackson? Anywho, Derek Carr has been very accurate. He got extended. So the question, it was always with Gruden. He was, Gruden wears out. It's like you with your relationships. He gets over them quickly. Uh, so Gruden kind of wants to move on to the next quarterback all the time because he feels like he can do it better. It, it, the answer from McDaniels and Ziegler when he got here are very much, we like Derek Carr, we want to keep Derek Carr. Obviously, they add Devontae Adams and extend him. But the extension through 2025 for Derek Carr, your thoughts? I like this because you could potentially end up paying him more money if he's got a big year. When you look at the trio he has between Adams, Waller, and Renfro, and then Jones in the backfield, this team, even though they're a very competitive division, the most competitive division I've ever seen on paper they should be in the postseason with this offense. The game is geared towards offense in terms of how it's officiated. And I like the fact that in terms of the passing game, they've got three different guys. Renfro, possession guy, slot guy. Devontae Adams can take you deep, can go underneath intermediate routes. Waller, a tough matchup in the red zone. This team should be terrific. You're paying him. I, I forgot how much they're paying him on the three-year deal, but you could essentially end up paying more money if you waited a year. This is a good move by the Raiders. You mentioned the AFC West. The Chiefs are plus 125. The Broncos are 2-1. to one, The Chargers are 4-1. to one, And the Raiders, who made the postseason last year, are 7-1 to one in division. That is a ridiculous division. Oh, is that a question? I didn't know if you're going to answer it. It wasn't rhetorical. Like I'll tell, I will <laughs> ask you a question. Eight and a half on the Raiders season win total. Yeah, when you look at that division, I added it up, and it comes out to 42 wins based on the over-under. Or No, I'm sorry, it wasn't 42. I think it was uh, 38 in terms of what it comes out to for the season win total. It's going to be interesting. Can this defense with the addition of Chandler Jones and with Crosby on the other side play at an elite level? If they can, I think they can make a difference because I think the loss of Hill is going to impact oh, yeah. Kelsey and that Kansas City team. 100% agree. I'm going to give you the four. I'm going to give you side total if you have a lean Let's get them in before we get to Femi and Jeff. Jazz Mavs, the Jazz right now are laying five and a half. That total, a low one, 208 and a half. Do you have a lean? I, I do not. I'm going to wait on the end game on both sides on the total and the uh, number on this game. Fair enough. How about the Timberwolves Grizzlies? Seven opener down to six and a half with the Grizzlies laying it. 238 on the total. I'm going to go under. 238 is a big number. I mean, all, all it takes is about a four or five minute stretch where both teams struggle here. Yep. Jumped up from 235 off the opener. Toronto and Philly. It's four and a half. Yeah, I think this number's right where it should be, but I would lean towards the Raptors. 
And then finally, I know which way you're going. I'm with you on the Nuggets tonight. They're catching six and a half at Golden State, the total 223. I, I think this is a few too many points here. Denver's always competitive. I don't know if they're going to be able to steal game number one, but I think they've got a great chance to win this game, getting six and a half. I like the number there. I always traditionally like to get out of Michael's way at the end and give him the floor for the last minute. I think we should carry that over with Amal Shaw. Yeah, closing words. Yeah, I, I think, look, <laughs> if you're betting the NBA, you've got to bet the end game. And it, you really should be middling these games. There's great opportunities. Take, take a look at the Clippers game last night. Clippers are down big in the first quarter, um, part of the second quarter. They have a, tw- a 20, they outscore the Hawks by 20 points in the third quarter. You could have gotten Atlanta, uh, New Orleans, excuse me. Plus seven and a half starting the fourth quarter. They win the game out. Big time plus money on the Hawks, too, when they're down 14. Absolutely. So plenty of opportunities in game. It's nice to work with you, my friend. Always. You know how much I respect you, and that's not rhetorical. You you can answer. You respect yourself as well. (laughs) (laughs) Me and Jeff coming up. I'll be with Josh tomorrow here on the Lombardi Line. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.